It's time for a Monster Mash. We need Kong. But Grandpa Monster is not involved. Hey, young whippersnappers. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, March 31st. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Ariana Grande is switching the positions from recording studio to TV studio. The singer announced that she will be a coach on the next season of NBC's The Voice, replacing Nick Jonas and those spinning red chairs. Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, and John Legend will all be back for season 21. ABC has picked up Dancing with the Stars for season 30. Host Tyra Banks and judges Lynn Goodman, Carrie Ananaba, Bruno Tonioli, and Derek Huff will all return. Some casting news to quickly tell you about. To All the Boys, P.S. I Love You star Jordan Fisher is joining The Flash in the recurring guest star role of Bart Allen, a.k.a. the speedster Impulse, Barry and Iris' son from the future. Scrubs alum Donald Faison has joined the CW's Powerpuff Girls pilot as Professor Drake Utonium, the scientist who created the titular heroes. And winter is coming... To Broadway, Game of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin is developing a new stage play that will take place during the Great Tourney at Harrenhal, which took place 16 years before the events of his first book, A Game of Thrones. That tourney is a 10-day-long contest considered the biggest competition in the history of Westeros. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head on over to EW.com. Now, time to unmask our top three picks, starting with number three, The Masked Singer. Last week, the raccoon was revealed as Danny Trejo, which EW totally called, by the way, and the show's first wildcard contestant, The Orca, made their debut with a rendition of Twisted Sisters' We're Not Gonna Take It. Tonight, Group B takes the stage again, and another wildcard character will be unveiled. Could it be that crabby-looking creature we glimpsed a couple weeks back? And will Black Swan, Chameleon, Grandpa Monster, or Piglet go home tonight? Here's a clip from the episode with Ken Jeong making a classic Ken guess for who's under the Grandpa Monster mask. There is no one who loves The Rock more than Kevin Hart. What? I think it's Kevin Hart because he's got the best energy. Now look from the clue package and you look at that jet, he like owns a jet. The guy <laughs> is like big timing it right now. He's got his back turned. That's exactly what Kevin Hart would do. Oh my gosh. Kim, if Kevin Hart was in this costume, it would be this tall. Oh, oh. oh my God. Okay, for the record, first he guessed Scott Disick, now Kevin Hart. Ken is all over the place with this one. Whatever happens, though, this season is already living up to the hype as the wildest edition of The Masked Singer yet. Catch the latest installment tonight at 8 on Fox. Let's keep the musical theme going for our number two pick, K-pop Evolution. YouTube is diving into the world of K-pop for this new seven-part docuseries, exploring the genre's history, hitmakers, fandoms, and more, as well as how it rose to become a global phenomenon. It's a story of modern pop culture history told by those who witnessed it up close, including Red Velvet, Super M, Kang Daniel, and more. Here's a preview. What is K-pop? 
It's bright lights, vibrant colors, crazy concepts. It's about the fans. Fans are everything. How huge, you ask? Well, here to help me explain is EW's critic at large, Leah Greenblatt, who wrote our top secret BTS cover story back in the long ago year of 2019. How are you, Leah? Oh, that was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it feel like forever ago? I'm sure. Well, so, so here's my first question for you, because I, I definitely want to talk about this uh, trip to uh, South Korea for this BTS cover story and and you getting to go to uh, Big Hit headquarters. I'm kind of picturing this like very like nondescript building so that fans don't know that BTS is there. Like what what was that experience like? Take us into that. Um, well, I'm trying to recall the terms of my non-disclosure agreement. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I was I was forbidden to say where I was for those few days. But no, it's actually um, in Gangnam, as made famous by the Sai song Gangnam Style. It's um, yep. a neighborhood in, in the city of Seoul. And you're right, it does. It looks like a pretty nondescript office building. But inside, it is Narnia, because that is where pretty much all the magic happens. It's where they record. It's where they do all of their rehearsals for choreography. It's where the wardrobe is. It's where their hang spaces are. It's where their individual little... Um, studios that they've built for each of them is. They're sort of office spaces for each member. Um, it's where the gold goes, <clears throat> all of the trophies and the and the gold records. Um, and it's honestly, I think, the only place they're safe, um, uh, oh. particularly as a group. And as um, RM told me, uh, RM is the one who's um, the member who's fluent in English, mm -hmm. uh, with their hair, they can't really go anywhere, even with masks on because their fans are wow. too up on what their hair is up to, and it's usually in a creative color. So as, sure. as a seven, they can't go anywhere, really, in public. They used to go to the movies, they said, to the latest show or the earliest show, but that, has, that ship has sailed, too. Yeah, so we've seen these K-pop groups rise to enormous popularity. Uh, do, did you get any kind of sense that there were negative effects to that on the members of the band? They were very tired. God bless them. Mm. I think they all needed a long nap. But no, I mean, look, the training that goes into building a K-pop band, it is, I would liken it to build a bear, but it happens over a, a, the course of at least several years. There is no such thing as a just add water K-pop band. This mm -hmm. stuff is so intensive and it's, they basically, there's, there's a boot camp that you have to kind of survive um, and only the strong survive. And I don't mean that in an actual militaristic way. It's just incredibly hard. To me, it's almost like being the, in the Olympics, you know, that's how hard you have to be willing to train And you're talking about obviously dance and, and, and singing and production and deportment and, and media training. And, and mm -hmm. you kind of have to become the perfect K-pop star in order to be eligible to try to be a K-pop star. Um, and it's I have so much admiration for what these kids do because they generally do start as kids. And, you know, that was the case with BTS and a number of these bands. And again, kind of like the Olympics, you know, if you want to be a figure skater or a gymnast and, and you have to kind of forfeit your life in a way to do it. And it's burnt some people out for sure. And, and I don't envy some of it, but it's kind of the golden ticket too. And so they still have so many kids that go for it, you know, and work so hard. 
And it has certainly paid off in big ways for uh, many of them. Um, in, in terms of specifically BTS, you know, in this um, in this docuseries, we're seeing the evolution of K-pop. Um, what is BTS's experience, like their breakthrough and, and you know, <laughs> this enormous rise they had? You know, it was interesting. When I spoke to them, they were pretty adamant that they didn't want to sing primarily in English because they felt like that wasn't who they were and that wasn't who they wanted to be. They obviously do have a little more English in their songs than they used to, but they got so huge in so many countries that that don't speak English and don't speak Korean. I mean, they're enormous in South America. They're huge in Europe. Like, you could go you could go to Belgium, you could go to Brazil. It like there are these the fan bases are so strong and one thing I thought was really cool that they told me was that um, in America specifically, they had been told that there's been a, a, a big surge in requests for Korean classes, literally so that their fans could better understand them, which I think is pretty wow. cool, especially considering that yeah. the world is otherwise not sort of, you know, our borders have been pretty hard mm-hmm. uh, hard drawn for a while now. And, and that's, I think that's really cool that pop culture can bridge that in that way. For anyone else who's interested in seeing the evolution of K-pop, the first episode of K-pop Evolution drops on YouTube at noon Eastern today. Thanks so much, Leah. Yeah, thank you. Trivia. It's trivia time. Today's question is about some recent K-pop news. Just last week, the first solo single by a member of which Korean girl group set a new record on the Billboard Hot 100? Red Velvet, 21, or Blackpink? Stick around for the answer. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. If you've been comfort watching a lot of HGTV lately, you are not alone. Atlanta and Joker star Brian Tyree Henry recently spoke to EW and filled us in on what he's been watching and why he loves it so much. You know what? I have no shame in saying this, but there's a show on HGTV called Hometown starring Ben and Aaron Napier. And it's about this lovely, absolutely lovely couple from Laurel, Mississippi, who is trying to rebuild the brand of their town by coming in and bringing young couples, you know, of all, you know, ages and backgrounds to bring them to this town. And they do the most amazing restorations on these homes. And I'm absolutely delighted every single time I sit down and watch this show, just because I'm a Southern boy as well. So it's really nice to see them getting back to the heart of like trying to get people to come back to the South and like start a living. And like, they just do really amazing restorations. And Ben and I kind of see a lot of myself as Ben Napier because he's a tall guy, you know, stocky guy. Yep. He's got the best beard I've ever seen. Yep. 
And I truly, and he's also awesome with puns. So like hometown really is like just a slice of apple pie when you're sitting down from the worst day of your life. You just sit down and watch these this couple fix up their home. It's amazing. HGTV fans will definitely want to check that one out. Ben and Aaron are seriously one of the cutest couples you'll ever see on TV. You can stream Hometown on Discovery Plus, and you can currently see Henry in the new monster throwdown, Godzilla vs. Kong. Speaking of which... Time for our number one pick. You guessed it, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. The latest creature clash from Warner Brothers and Legendary's MonsterVerse pits the two most iconic movie monsters against each other in a battle for the ages. As Kong and his protectors undertake a perilous journey to find the great ape's true home, they unexpectedly find themselves in the path of an enraged Godzilla, cutting a swath of destruction across the globe. The epic clash between the two titans is only the beginning of a mystery that lies deep within the core of the Earth. Here's a bit of the trailer. These are dangerous times. Godzilla's out there and he's hurting people and we don't know why. There's something provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. The myths are real. There was a war. They're the last one standing. In addition to Brian Tyree Henry, Godzilla vs. Kong stars Alexander Skarsgård, Demian Bashir, Rebecca Hall, Millie Bobby Brown, and Kyle Chandler. But let's be honest, we know who the real attractions are here. Director Adam Wingard recently explained to EW how he treated his monsters like action movie stars. You can check out that interview and some exclusive images at EW.com, and you can watch Godzilla vs. Kong on HBO Max right now. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Last week, the first solo single by a member of which Korean girl group set a new record on the Billboard Hot 100? Red Velvet, 21, or Blackpink? This answer is in your area. It's Blackpink. Singer Rosé's single On the Ground is the highest charting debut by a solo Korean woman in U.S. chart history. The song landed at number 70 on the Hot 100 chart last week. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.